to Alphabet Fly, an encyclopedic Marvel journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is the fabulous Megan. Yay! I'm, I'm so bad when it's like, you're, you've been introduced. It's like, yep, I'm here, and apparently fabulous, so, yeah! Yeah, I'm bad at introducing people, which is why I drag it out and then just say their name really quickly, because I'm just like, what am I doing? Okay, but <laughs> It's fine, it's all good. I'm here, you're here, let's learn about a hero person, yeah. potentially. And, and we're going to be talking about someone who, speaking of horny things... <laughs> which we which we were, you just... We started with a blank slate. <laughs> You did well, this. <laughs> well, it was. It's going to be a pun. It's going to be a pun that I okay. lead into. It's called okay. Ford. It's called Ford. You know. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about Thundra. So, do you know who Thundra is? I don't think so. There, comics, but both Marvel and DC have have their have a significant share of large women. So they all kind of blend together for me. I might know her. I don't know. Definitely a thing. Oh, that yeah. a lot of people have. So, what do you think she is? I, well, I already. She's got thun- thunder in her name, so I assume sup something with that. The light lightning powers. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, earthquake powers. Nope. Well, what do you think she looks like? Large. <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah here's what she looks like which is a bold bold look oh wow Throw okay bold look first off that muscly is... like muscly she's no she's jack i mean her her waist is a little uh scary shape wise um she's kind of got like a weird hourglass thing but also jacked. just jack like she also the pirate boots are you gotta have your Silver Age. That that would be Silver Age, if I'm not mistaken, right? You, um, no, it was mostly like seventies, eighties. So. Uh, you got you gotta have your pirate boots. Um, yeah. so we've got one long, so a crop top, one long yep. sleeve, um, one no sleeve, but wrist cuff, and on the with the long sleeve, she just got a big chain. Like yep. she's just wearing a very large chain. <laughs> Like, like if, and also redhead, which is just you know powerful, powerful. But uh, one of the things that I would also like to point out is she has like one of those like little like forehead thingies that some heroes have for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, like sort of Valkyrie looking business. Well, the Valkyrie Valkyrie had like more going on there. It's just like she just stuck something to her forehead. <laughs> well, I guess I'm, th- I'm thinking not like comic, like not, I mean like just like Valkyrie and like the general. Oh, yeah. 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 But also, like yeah, it's she's just a real giant confident woman. Like she wears this. Oh yeah, no, like she, she looks like she's about to go compete in like some kind of like uh, CrossFit Competition, like like cosplay CrossFit, essentially in in the nineteen eighties. That looks like what she's going to do. Also, I would love to go to a cosplay CrossFit competition in the nineteen eighties. That sounds like so much fun. 
I just know I was just thinking I was just thinking just like hmm, that'd be a nice outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, now, there, like now there's because, a themed dance party. <laughs> hmm, yeah. So uh, her real name is Thundra. That's her. That is her given name, huh? She's a warrior. Uh, her identity is publicly known. She does not give a single single Nor- shit who knows who she, she is. She doesn't look like she does. Someone who who walks around in a in a one long sleeve crop top wearing just I can't I can't overemphasize that the that an accessory is just a long chain that looks like she tore it off a dungeon wall and was just like, yeah, this goes. This ties the outfit together. So no, I can't imagine she would have any any bones about being like, sup everyone, I'm th- Thund- Thundra? Is it Thundera or Thundra? Thundra. Thundra. I keep on wanting to say Thundera, but it's Thundra. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she's a citizen of the United States. Uh, sorry. She, okay. Uh, there's also some uh, problematic uh, backstory for her. I just remembered. She's a citizen of the United Sisterhood Republic in an alternate future of two, uh, 23rd century. That was a lot of words. Yeah. Um, her birthplace was Greater Mil- uh, Milago, Midwestern Republic. Uh, her she's single, so and ready to mingle. <sighs> I'm sure. <laughs> I finally did the growl <laughs> without having to try. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just real happy. I can never get it right. I always gets caught in the middle of it, just like I should be able to do this. I'm I'm Latin. I should be able to roll my R's <laughs> in a sexy way. It takes me so much to do. Uh, so she's a former member of the Frightful Four, former agent of Roxxon Oil uh, Corporation, and she first showed up in Fantastic Four, uh, issue number one twenty nine, in December nineteen seventy two. So she's a Fantastic Four villain? We'll get into that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Frightful Four plus one. And we have some cover piece theater. <laughs> so I'm going to send you the cover. We're going to do a dramatic reading. Oh, hell yes. Cover piece theater. To set the scene, uh, Thundra and Medusa are grabbing on to Thor Thundra with a chain. They're, they're grabbing on to Thor. They're hammer. grabbing on to the thing, sir. The thing. Yeah, the thing. And the thing is just like being pulled between the two. And um, this is a super, like this is actually a very horny cover. It really is. Um, very horny. Like, the thing is spread-eagled and... He's like splayed like just like and bond, abound, abound with like two women who are just like you're mine. Oh yeah, someone <laughs> someone was extremely horny when they uh, drew this cover. As I imagine, you know, they tend they they just are in general when drawing covers. <laughs> so uh, John John Verporten was the one who did the cover. So I'm going to blame him for being just too horny today. That day he drew <laughs> way this. to be way to be mad horny, John Verporten. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. So it basically like there's like a background. It doesn't really matter, but really, and it says. Uh, you know, world's greatest comic, Fantastic Four. I don't like that Fantastic Four font that much. I mean, it looks okay, but I think the early ones look better. Um, it says, extra, Human Torch quits the uh, FF. 
And and that's that's oh, just this. a little that's just a little footnote. Like yeah. it's like extra, yeah. but but fuck that. Here's what's actually going on. <laughs> all this, all this, a- a- and the fright before too. <laughs> and then you enough you, said. You, you, oh, you got to do that in like the stand. Like enough said. It's Stan Lee. <laughs> and also, there's just uh, the Human Torch invisible uh, girl because she was not an invisible woman yet. And uh, Mr. Fantastic, like, growl, just, like, looking, like, I guess, like, kink-shaming the thing, even though he's not the one doing Yeah, they, they all are looking very, like, judgmentally, like, they're just floating heads, kind of surveying the scene, and they're just like, like, oh my god, Ben, what the like, hell? Like, why, why, why are you enjoying this so much? It's like, I'm not, I'm in pain here. And yeah, yeah, he is not, this is not a situation that Ben Grimm is into, and yeah, no, I don't like that his friends are judging him like this. Yeah, and and uh, Medusa says, "Stay rough from him." Medusa claims Ben Grimm, and then uh, Th- Thundra, who is again just using that that fashion accessory to the fullest to be yanking on Ben Grimm's other arm, and says, "No, he belongs to Thundra, or to no one." Towards the end of the twentieth century, in one alternate future, oh, they spelled that wrong. Alt nature. <laughs> uh, worldwide chemical and biological warfare broke uh, broke out, resulting in the sterilization of ninety five percent of the Earth's female population. The fertile five percent seized political power. The began a system systemat- a systematic program of oppression against men who were seen as having nearly exterminated the species. I had to fix the typo again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh that's the beginning part that i'm gonna be like so first off <laughs> all the fertile women was just like hey you bitches out there that can't have children we are basically gods right now oh boy mothers i think it's just sort of like a women in general but but yeah if it's like a it's like an inverse mad max fury road yeah, it's weird. It's it's a. I don't know exactly what it would be called, but we'll call it. We'll we'll, um, we'll call it weird and vaguely uncomfortable, and move on. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, by the early twenty third century, natural childbirth was totally supplanted by laboratory birthing, and men were bred, kept only as servants, entertainers, and breeding stock. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know it's an audio medium, so people can't see my face getting increasingly more like okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah, no. It's it's see, as I said, it was more. It's not so much like why. It's more like come yeah, on. Yeah, like like what, really? Come on, yeah. guys. <laughs> come on, uh, Marvel Heaven, <laughs> the Heaven where like angels exist. Yeah, and stuff. Of course. Um, that is that is a matriarchy, and all the um, men, they're the casting class. Like if they have any powers, they do magic. Uh. And Angela's Angela. Um, her girlfriend is actually trans because she was actually born as like a male like angel and uh, they use the magic to you know express their gender the way they wanted to cool which means she's hunted down and they want to kill her less much (laughs) less cool (laughs) much less cool yeah Uh, but apparently she's coming back in the comics fairly soon in Thor um but but yeah um but yeah, it's pretty much the same thing in Marvel Heaven. <laughs> That's but. a hell of a sentence. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, there's like three hells in Marvel. Yeah. And we're not even including all the limbo hells, the limbos that are actually hell. And then there's limbo, which is the limbo that's more limbo of time. And then there's limbo that's more like purgatory. Jesse, I hate comics. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hate that this is one of the only things I can keep in my head for longer than five days. Major concerns of the United Sisterhood Republic, one one of the leading nations in the New World, was was exterminating the renegading uh, band of roaming freemen and preventing incursions from foreign nations and powers. Okay. We're not even to the Fantastic Four yet. We won't be for a little bit. Oh, boy. <laughs> we have another couple of paragraphs. Uh, Thundra was born in the Central Birthing, uh, Birthing Center in Greater uh, Malago, Milwaukee, and Chicago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a government <laughs> a government run laboratory where fetuses were brought to term in artificial wombs uh genetic engineering genetically engineered for strength and endurance thundra was sent to the military school when she was eight years old by the age of 18 she distinguished herself as the finest warrior in the midwestern republic and became the an officer in the militia she led assor- assaults against the Roving bands of renegades and armies of the Central American Empire. Okay. By the way, I'm going to tell you what uh, what the story was called after I get done. Okay. <laughs> in the middle of uh, Thundra's military career in uh, the USR, which is the United Sisterhood Republic, of course, uh, faced a faced an invasion from an unexpected quarter. Um, men from contemporaneously from an alternate universe. There we go. Contemporally, that's what I was trying uh, to say. Okay. Men from an alternate Earth, where generations previously renegade, uh, renegade men managed to overthrow the female oppressors, and were given the technology for interdimensional travel, and decided to journey to Thundra's Earth to liberate the men of that world. In an attempt to strike back at the men of Marcus, I just want to kind of let that like let sit yeah. there for a little yeah, bit. You just... you know, Marcus. Marcus. It's almost as if it's almost like macho. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't read into it. <laughs> as a leading nation of this alternate Earth, uh, Thundra stole their interdimensional a- a- apparatus, a- planning to launch a counterattack on their world. The machine malfunctioned, however, and was displaced her through time as well as space, and she arrived on the uh, 20th century after acclimating herself. She decided to humble the strongest man on Earth, thereby she she believed she would prevent the world of Marcus from ever coming about. Now, basically, she was gonna dom some dude so hardcore that he <laughs> that he was gonna be demeaned for the rest of his life, emasculated. Uh, <laughs> just just pops out in this new dimension. And is just like I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but I'm gonna find the biggest dude and I'm gonna beat the shit out of him. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like no, she wasn't only gonna she wasn't only going to like she was gonna humble him. Right, right. 
Hum- which, humble. which for me, humble. <laughs> so, so for me, for me, maybe this is just uh, like horny lizard brain talking. The best kind. That implies that it, that doesn't just that doesn't imply like beating up. I think humbling could be taken a lot of ways. And like considering how she meets a certain person and becomes incredibly horny for him later. <laughs> Like, well, maybe she'd intended to beat the shit out of the, the first guy she saw, but then it was just like, wait, no, these are different feelings. Okay, so upon her arrival, she befriended she was befriended by the criminal wizard, Wiz, of the uh, Frightful Four, whose instruments detected uh, thunderous time displacement, and he was, and uh, Wizard was looking for a replacement for Medusa. Because, you know, you have to have the token girl on the team. Of course. That's yeah. how it goes. You know, the four four guys and a girl <laughs> syndrome. Yep. Yeah. Um, or sometimes it's three guys and a girl, but you know. <laughs> and she's she. He was just like, "Yo, you're a giant lady. Let's. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you be my thing? You're big. You're buff." You have a, a very modern sense of fashion. Come, come to it. And by, and by be, be my thing, it's like literally, I lost the person who was strong on my team. <laughs> be my thing. I need you. <laughs> so I need like, you to fill the role of that the, the thing does for the Fantastic see, Four. <laughs> see what we're doing. See what we're doing here is kind of like a frightful four against the Fantastic. You know, yeah. like we have to have like opposites. Got this like mirror, you know, like, evil mirroring like, going on. Like Sandman is like the opposite of like you know Human Torch. You know, you know, we have to have the girl here. And normally, normally the girl would be the opposite of the girl, but you're you're very big and strong, so you're. Just- well, Medusa, Medusa was a strong one too because she has super strong hair. Ah. Athundra pretended to go along with the wizard's plan in order to exploit his uh, resources. She determined that the thing of the Fantastic Four would be the uh, ideal object of vanquish and battle. Uh, alongside the frightful four, she engages the thing in battle, besting him fairly at least on one occasion. She soon saw her actions in the past would have little bearing on the future, and betrayed the Fanta- frightful four to become an ally of the Fantastic Four. Okay, so it started out as like this weird, like Craven the Hunter kind of thing of like I have to beat the shit out of like the most the the, the strongest of things, but then choose. But then choose, you know. She's just like this is this is dumb. Marquis Marquismo. Like machismo? No, Machis Machismo. Okay. Just a couple letters off. Yeah. Uh the greatest warrior of Marcus uh eventually trailed uh Thundra to the twentieth century and brought her back to her own time and to stand trial for the theft of interdimensional travel equipment. Fantastic Four followed Thundra. Through their own means of travel, however, and help them fight <laughs> all the dudes. Months later, she was contacted by the Inth Command, which is a subsidiary of Roxxon Oil Company, aka the most evil oil company, who does a lot of metahuman research and also makes snake men for some reason. Okay, sure. Yeah. Why not? They told her that the divergent future world existed that was never invaded by Marcus, and she agreed to carry out a mission for him in exchange for being 
being restored to her world. Um, so she's the mission, she's a flip flopper. Yeah. Well, well, really, really, she's not like her whole thing is just like I just want to get back to my Earth and make sure that we don't get, you know, attacked by these time traveling men. Not time traveling. I mean, dimensional traveling men. Mission was leading a band of female Roxxon operatives called the Grapplers, which I did an episode on. It was called the Glorious, wait, the Grappling, something, whatever. It's the Grapplers. It's a bunch <laughs> of like um, artificially enhanced super strength women who fought in the unlimited class, a weight class wrestling tournament that the thing wrestles in. Sometimes it's wrestling for people <laughs> who have super strength. I feel you're just making shit up but i have no means of verifying it <laughs> it's ran by the power broker so basically she was sent to sabotage the pegasus energy um generator uh but she was apprehended but in the in the process was released so the authorities can track down the party that sent her uh, she became an ally of hyperion of the squadron sinister who, which was another rocks on operative i do like that the squadron sinister yeah well i just did um probably about like three hours maybe give or take about the squadron supreme um so if you want to <laughs> listen to some real in-depth talk about the squadron supreme you, you got it um she learned that the nth nth command sinister motives and then she created a portal to her own world and she was just like yo what's up thing you're pretty cool and i was totally super horny for you for a long time but i'm gonna go and then she returned to her home reality <laughs> and then she returned to her home planet and was never heard from again <laughs> so this tall lady is seven foot two all right. Okay. So she's not like a giant giant. She's like basketball player giant. That's still pretty. Big. Oh yeah. No, I'm not saying like it's. <laughs> it's not like if it's like if I didn't see her, I'd just be like, holy shit. But that's also like, well, like a lot, a lot of, like like athletes and stuff. Like it's within the realm of human reason. When I hear giant woman, I think like Hulk giant, where it's just like. I'm see I'm a, I'm a shorty. She's almost a full two feet taller than me. So like I'm just like you're a giant at that point. She's wait, what's her height again? Seven two. Yeah, no, she is. She is fully two feet taller than me. <laughs> yeah, so like I'm I'm just gonna say she's a giant at that point. I have to move my head to look at you in your face. So you're a giant. God, it, I'm very sizes. <laughs> it would be like um whenever they show those pictures of like. Uh, athletes where one is a um, like a like a, a basketball player or something like that, or you know otherwise, and, and one is what was it that she was? It was like it was so I don't know what it was. I think it was gymnastics. That would make sense. Yeah, it was gymnastics, and it's like they stand next to each other, and it's like you know you look like opposite members of the species because you have so so tiny and so so very tall, and it's like they're both like the same age. It's like it's so weird. Uh, so she's a very hefty, three hundred and fifty pounds. Hmm. All muscle. Y yeah, I guess it's. She's also very dense. Like she's literally genetically engineered to be very, very dense and hard to hurt. Makes sense. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. She has green eyes and red hair. Um, she has super strength, uh, which means she can lift, and she can lift about 60 tons. That's a good 120,000 pounds. It's nothing to sneeze at. She possesses superhuman strength, endurance, agility, and resistance. Her skin and bone tissue has been enhanced to the limit of human efficiency. Her physiology is so robust she can exert herself at peak levels for 50 minutes before fatiguing. Definitely not going to make a horny joke. Definitely not going to make a horny joke. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, that's something. Her skin is hard enough to resist penetration by small... <laughs> <laughs> that was all you, sir. Uh, I stopped by small caliber bullets. <laughs> uh, so, um... She's been trained in boxing, wrestling, and... <laughs> she's been trained in wrestling. <laughs> okay. Uh, martial arts of her century. Uh, she's experienced in use of a broadsword. She, she has very little experience with firearms because they're pretty much eliminated in her timeline. And it seems like she would be the kind of person who wouldn't be down with that anyway. Like, she would want it... She, yeah, her whole thing seems to be beating the shit out of you with, like... Just the brawn a stuff. Yeah, a chain. A chain. Yeah, just just going going <laughs> hand to hand with with the chain. Not so much like gun stuff. She was also given intensive pain management conditioning, which has implications as well. Yep. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah, we just made the last bit horny. We that's did. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. So she could kill you in a hundred different ways, and you would uh, you would say thank you. Yeah, I think we're pretty much done talking about her. What would you have any other thoughts? Uh, I love her. Yeah, I know she's. I, I love her too. I think. Uh, oh. I think she's a bold fashion icon, and she. It's. I. I feel like that. Uh, that one Saturday Night Live gift that marked me down is scared and horny. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I would like to say that she did recently appear in uh, the Fantastic Four comic. Uh, that's the new one that just came out. Um, Ben and Alicia finally got married. And, uh, Thandara was supposed to be part of the, the bridal people. <laughs> um, but, like, they're, you know, um, but she was just like, no, I want to drink. I want to drink more, so I'm going to go with the dudes. <laughs> and, uh, that's awesome. And... And it turns out, it turns out though, like the the bridal party was extremely horny, <laughs> and they <laughs> instead. So um, what I got? What about that? What outfit did they have? What is what does modern day Thundra wear? Is, same thing. Oh, all right, good, good. Cons <laughs> thing. No, I'm a fan no, of the consistency. You find a look, you stick it's with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She also, she also, uh, uh, she also apologizes a, a little bit about being like. Yeah, probably. This well, no, she didn't apologize. Uh, the thing feels like he needs to apologize because, uh, because she was like straight up super horny for him, and just like this is weird. Just like no, it isn't. Get over it, loser. <laughs> <laughs> it's not weird anymore. You, 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 you dork, go get married or whatever. <laughs> get get married and then go to Latveria immediately afterwards because Doctor Doom summoned. <sighs> Galactus, so he can steal with his cosmic power and prove that he is a world to prove that he can protect the world from other people. Uh, 
I don't know. It was a good comment. Okay. But it was it was like vo- poor timing. I'm just like you could have given like a little bit of you know a little bit of timing, <laughs> a little different timing there. Give it like one more. <laughs> like Reed Richards literally made a time bubble that lasted for 20 minutes, so <laughs> nothing could happen while they're getting married. It's the only way. It's the only no, way like, to make sure. Like, well, no, because because like when he got married, when he got married to Sue, like they had to, they had th- a big villain attack happen. It's just like this isn't happening. We're going to get this done. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen to us. You guys are going to get married, and then we're going to do whatever we need to do. <laughs> we're not going to put this. <laughs> That's off. a good demonstration of like self awareness, like an almost meta level of self awareness of like we know what always happens when we try to do a thing like a wedding or just a good time. So we're going to be <laughs> when we ready. Try to- <laughs> When we try to do a thing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, um, yeah, but he was, he was acting kind of, like, everyone's just like, you're such a dick, <laughs> Richards. Like, why are you, like, waiting last second to do the bachelor party and everything? Because <laughs> he was his best man, of, of course. Of course. Best man. And, and, like, he's just like, no, I'm, I'm working on something. And it's just like, and, like, they kind of forgive him a little bit for acting like a dick and, Doing everything last second because it's just like, I was like, well, I guess we have a time bubble. We can get this done. <laughs> I guess you're not an absolute chode this time. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you are most of the time. Yeah, but but yeah, I think we're pretty much done. So let's do plugs. I do a show called Oh No Lit Class that is all about revisiting uh, classic literature and required reading from your past. Whose past? Yours. You specifically. Uh, it's it's a just a, a fun weird often horny good time good 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 book time and you can listen to it wherever or at onolitclass.com and i never mention our social media so i guess i should you can follow us at uh onolitclasspod on twitter and and we tweet we tweet stuff um and then i'm also on rolling misadventures which is a tabletop real play slash improvised audio drama where we do a a different story we do like a a two episode long story arc each time so you could kind of jump in anywhere and everything always goes terrible because that's that's just how we roll and that's at ah how we roll at rollingmisadventures.com so my name is jesse i have a podcast called creepy critters where i talk about cryptids and i'm going to be starting a podcast within the podcast called scpc or scary creepy Precious Critters, where we talk about SPCs every other week. Um, if you want to see my little cryptid, my cat with four thumbs, uh, he's you can look at him at at Marvelous Mooch on Instagram. And while you're there, you can go to at Alphabet Flight uh, to see pictures. And I don't feel like doing the rest of my plugs. Okay, <laughs> so so um, this has been Alphabet Flight, and. Please listen to uh, Prince Namor and don't toot that horn. Bye.